Okay, this is pretty awesome. So if you are into science-backed products when it comes to your health, your gut health, but also woman-owned products, I must introduce you to Equilibria. I'm so thankful I discovered them this year. I mean, Equilibria, they help you take on your wellness journey knowing that you have a dedicated one-on-one -on -one support to help you achieve your goals. So it's not like you're just taking a pill mindlessly. You actually get one-on-one -on -one support. That's awesome. And their signature product, which is EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense, it comes in a convenient three-in-one capsule form. And so this is specifically formulated to bolster digestive health and fortify gut barrier protection, among other benefits. And we know that a balanced gut not only enhances our immunity, but also contributes to our overall mental well-being and our quality of sleep, of course, having efficient digestion and even radiant skin. But what distinguishes Equilibria's probiotic supplement is its meticulous selection, which is tailored to women's health needs. And of course, like I said, science-backed, and they're also ensuring affordability without compromising potency. And as someone who once struggled pretty severely with gut health issues for years, I intensified my focus on gut health in, I'd say, around 2020. And I'm thrilled to have recently discovered these products this year as, of course, they're backed by research for women's well-being, they're women-owned, and they support overall microbiome health, warding off harmful bacteria and enhancing our nutrient absorption. So head to myeq.com and use code MAGIC for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com. Com and use code MAGIC at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. Ladies, we all have different symptoms that time of the month. For me, my energy level happens to just dip insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So, Hormone Harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep, and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things and for a limited time you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code magic for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. very important for people recovering yeah. from eating disorders or any issues to understand. That doesn't mean you're not a winner. That doesn't mean you didn't recover. That doesn't mean you're not doing something right. It just means you're human mm -hmm. and something has affected you in your life and you might have a thought come up. You might give in to a thought once or twice, but like that's a part of being human, whether, and if it's not eating, if it's depression or anxiety, like I went through depression and I went on meds and I had to do all this work and then I got out of it and I'm much happier now, but I still have sad days. Yeah. I still have sad weeks. That's not failure. That's just the reality of mental health, you know? Yeah. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Jaima. Jaima Yomis. It's Raquel. And this episode, this episode was so fun. It's so special especially since it's with a fellow USC alumni, Fion. <laughs> this is with Victoria Garrick, who is a force of nature, might I say. And she's a voice for 
body image advocacy, and the mental health space. And at USC, she was a Division I volleyball player and now raises awareness on the many pressures athletes face through her nonprofit advocacy group, The Hidden Opponent, which, by the way, partnered with and supported by the late legend Kobe Bryant. Legend indeed. And Victoria is also known for her TED Talk, her podcast, Real Pod. And she just has an awesome, super real social media presence that I love as she helps people embrace their authentic self and love their bodies and develop a healthy relationship with food. And she's just so positive and I love her optimism, but also so real, you know. I have chills right now (laughs) talking about it, but she's moved me in many ways and so I was excited to have her on. And I'm drawn to Victoria as well because I love having people on that are really thriving and living their magic, living their own magic by being so open and vulnerable with their messaging and seek to shake things up a bit, you know, as we make changes progressing in this world and transmute many minds to see the beauty beyond the traditional standard, which I am very passionate about. And also, I know that many spiritualists, including myself, have had or are experiencing the experience of a rocky relationship with food or how they feel about themselves, how they feel about their worth, how their body looks on the outside and how that reflects a lot of what's going on within and perhaps that's even why they turn to spirituality and I think that it's very beautiful to share some grounding practices as much as I love the mystical modalities of course I find so much value in simply bringing our awareness to the human experience in order to transmute it. I also find it interesting to see how one begins to explore their world beyond the physical. And I'm not talking about Victoria. I'm just talking about everybody who is heavily focused on their physical existence. And I was on the battleground in center field when I was unconsciously denying my eating disorder and then even consciously aware of it, but still, you know, in the depths of the battlegrounds. And I just thought that I was chasing a heightened sense of self and spirituality. Yeah, chasing it. (laughs) When really my soul was giving me all the clues that were trying to lead me to safety. But For whatever reason, the clues simply just passed right by me and I was more drawn to the weapons that, for whatever reason, I thought would save me. But, you know, the weapons actually just did what they do best, what they're known for. And it was painful and it was also a beautiful part, one of the most expanding parts of my experience. And I know I wouldn't even be where I'm at today or perhaps even have the podcast success that it is today without sharing these experiences and getting very real and vulnerable. And that's something that Victoria and I definitely see eye to eye on. Anyway, the clues that were presented were simply just cluing me in on what was really going on, going on in my human's inner pain body with experiences of trauma and shame and self-resentment and a deep fear of more rejection in life that was indeed a deeply rooted part of self and abandonment. So many things, you know, and I just simply felt out of control. And the thing is, is that we are all called to these human experiences for these experiences for whatever reason, whether we're seeking a spiritual path consciously or not and no matter what what matters is being true and honest and raw with you instead of letting it bottle up or 
not wanting to express yourself to appease others or to appease a framework of mind where you think that for whatever reason, it's best to not be honest with what's going on within. So that's just an additional note I wanted to share. And if you're going through anything from an eating disorder or a body image issue, or even just, not just, (laughs) but even depression or anxiety or extreme doubt, whatever it is that you are experiencing and you feel as though it is holding you back in some way or hovering a dark cloud over you at all times, whatever it is that you're going through, I really want to emphasize how no matter what anyone says, even a teacher you might look up to, whether that's a spiritualist or coach or for whatever reason, certain practices are not helping you or just aren't really resonating with you any longer, I want you to know that no matter what, it is okay to explore something new and something that works for you because ultimately what matters is your healing and you also seeing the light and the infinite worth and infinite love that is within you. So no need to appease anybody but yourself and whatever you choose to do for you that resonates for you. So that's something that I just wanted to share. And side note, thank you for everyone who has left a super loving, amazing review. I see you and I'm beyond grateful for you. And yeah, my heart's very thankful and yeah, I feel I f- I feel the love. And I want to send you back the love. (laughs) All right. Getting sappy time. Getting sappy. I'm bringing more awareness to my sap. No one has told me to, but I did. (laughs) Also, if you feel inclined or the nudge to leave a review, I'd definitely love to hear from you as well. Anyway, this episode is sponsored by Green Chef, Care Of, and Apollo Neuro. So more on them later on in this episode perhaps one of those will ring true for you to get for yourself or somebody else for the holidays all right i think it's time yeah (laughs) and now i believe it is time to let the magic begin with victoria garrett First of all, how are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling great. How are you feeling? I love that question. (laughs) Okay, good. Just want to check in with your heart, you know, because I love your spirit of being so real. And I was like, you know what? If we're going to say like, how are you in the beginning? I'm going to let her know. Like, I feel like meh today, but honestly, like for whatever reason, the past 15 minutes, I just, I feel a lot better knowing that I'm about to chat with you. I love that so much. Um, Let's roll with that because honestly, I feel like I get on podcasts and it's the first question I get is like, also, I will cry if this was your first question that you were about to ask me, but it's like, so tell me about what your college experience was like. No. And then I just like, I feel like I get, but then I feel like I get into a, a zone of like, my college experience, like, I don't feel like it's actually me, you know? I prefer, I love starting with something about kind of the present moment because I think you're right. It does allow someone to open up. To be honest, I I am doing great. I, I similar to you, I don't know if this is kind of similar, but like, I was doing a workout this morning. I just got a Peloton. Well, I did not get a Peloton. My parents did, so I use it. But the instructor, like at the very end, was like, put your hands up in the sky and like just take a deep breath. And then she said, this is a really vulnerable position because you're not protected. And my eyes started to water and I was like, what is happening? (laughs) Because I was like, I feel happy. But (laughs) Oh my God. Do you ever practice yoga as well? Um, No. I mean, sometimes I I like to stretch, but I don't like stretching in uniform. I'd rather just give me a mat and let me do what I want to do kind of person. For sure. I get that. Yeah. Yoga. And I've never experienced that with biking, but for whatever reason, there are times, there are moments where I'm just like in a certain position and I do feel so vulnerable. It's almost like it opens up some sort of wound and I just can't help but like cry my eyes out in the middle of a class. Yes. 
Yes, it's so true. And I don't even know why I feel that way because I genuinely feel happy. But I think sometimes it's easy to block out the actual stress and just focus on like doing, doing, doing. Um, But wait, I want to hear about you. So why do you feel like you're in a bit of a rut today? Oh my God, I love you. (laughs) Also, we. by the way, I just want to say we also went to the same college and um, I went to USC as well. Fight on, baby. Fight on. (laughs) And it was weird because the way I'm feeling today is kind of like a trigger from the past. And I graduated 2014. It's wild that we can still have these triggers that come up. Yeah, you know it's been so long since I've been in school, but I just had a trigger, perhaps because I'm in the same area where I used to visit a lot, and it was just like this lonely trigger. Yeah, I have a lot of people that I love, but I felt so alone. Mm-hmm. I'm genuinely by myself right now. That's beautiful. I get to connect with someone right now. Wow, wow, that's so <laughs> powerful. And the lonely feeling at USC. Why do I feel like every student there has oh. felt that at some point? Yeah. But that's so interesting. It's true how you go to a place that you were once before in your life and it's like you can't even put words to it but you just feel the feeling I get that a lot of times with music like if I play a song that was the song I listened to on repeat like when I was depressed I put the song on and I like I feel those feelings, but I don't have word for it. You Absolutely. Know? Um, totally understand what you're explaining. That happens with music too, 1000%. And I love going back to the old music from just nostalgia, high school and college, even though during college was definitely a very hard time, depressing time indeed. And one thing I want to honor you for, because I'm sure it's like this at many colleges, but I just know how the pressure was at USC when it came to obviously not only academics, but your looks. And it stands out to me, the fact that you came out and you're doing what you're doing and you're sharing the message that you're sharing from that experience is something to really honor because that pressure was wild. And it really sent me into a funk because I was very overweight at that time. So that's amazing that you're out there helping so many women with the body image thing. There's definitely a big pressure on appearance at USC. I mean, that's like what it's known for. Even if you don't go there, everyone's like the pretty girls and the frat guys. So, you know, I certainly felt that pressure, as I know you said you did, um, going to school there. And also just I, I felt like I was torn between this sorority girl, USC girl look versus which is kind of very close to, you know, the standard of beauty, like a yep. thin blonde. <laughs> and then this athlete body that I was developing because of my training and the teammates and yeah. the strength and conditioning. And so, you know, that's really what sparked a lot of my more severe body image issues freshman year of college was resenting the change. Right. You want to focus on being so strong and powerful, but man, sometimes I feel like they also emphasize, especially for the athletic women to somehow be thin, but it's like, how, if I'm working so hard on my strength and my muscles are just naturally building because my body wants that. Yeah, it is. It is tough. It's, it's like you go to practice and there's one body type that's being encouraged and built on you, which is muscular, strong, competitive. And then the minute you leave the gym, it's time to go to the party or the dinner and you look nothing like the other girls who just aren't training the way you are. Um, And so that was always tough. And to be honest, I wasn't even training or exercising at all. And I was just eating all the food I could at the cafeteria because it was delicious. And I was just, you know, putting on the pounds. Then also simultaneously comparing myself to all of these thin women. And I'm like, why am I not like this? And then especially even the athletic woman with their muscles. And then I didn't realize like everybody else was also, even no matter what their body looked like, likely going through this as well, at least probably 80% of the girls there. Yeah, well, 80% of women struggle with disordered eating, which just goes to show, literally, the number you guesstimated (laughs) is accurate, um, how many people struggle. And we're only seeing an increase, especially in the younger aged people because of social media. Yeah, absolutely. And 
Well, let's see. Instagram came out, I don't know, 2012. So Instagram wasn't extremely popular then, but it was bigger around graduation for me, 2014. And that's when I lost a lot of the weight because I felt so much pressure. I developed an eating disorder at USC, but then it's, it's led me down a beautiful trajectory. But I just always look at women who are really sharing this message because a lot of people struggle with this. And there's it's not just anorexia or bulimia. Or even binge, that's a big one, but there are so many others as well. And so how has going out there and speaking this not only shaped you, but your perspective on, I guess, women all together coming out and sharing their stories? Well, the most interesting thing is that my binge eating disorder and coming forward with that issue in my life was the very last thing I came forward with. Not that I need to like tell anyone anything and no one needs to share their struggles, but I was delivering a TED talk and not saying I had an eating disorder. Like I was like, I'm depressed. I've had suicidal thoughts and I struggle with anxiety. And I was like, oh, and I have body image issues with social media, but I was not about to say, you know, I restrict and I overeat and I feel like I'm at a war with food. Like that to me was so shameful. And I just felt so guilty about the food thing. Like, and I always think about how crazy it is that I felt confident enough to reveal my darkest thoughts, yet I couldn't say I'm a binge eater. And, you know, Thinking back on that, it just reminds me of how I felt so alone with my eating issues. And eventually, you know, I got more comfortable. I I found my voice and I started to open up about the real issues I was having with food. And then I slowly gained confidence because actually this is a funny story. It's kind of a long story, but I guess we're on a podcast. So yeah, exactly. We're for the long story. <laughs> okay. I'm all about it. So I, that sophomore year of college was like when everything started happening for me, I did the Ted talk. I wrote this article on body image and I slowly started to share, share, share. And this magazine reached out and I was super excited because it seems like very legit and an exciting opportunity. And I did this feature where they kind of like interviewed me on video and then they were going to make a social clip. And, you know, this is my first thing ever. So I'm not thinking about how it's going to be chopped up. Like when you do those things, you talk for an hour and then they make a ton, they make less, a five minute video with like the juiciest parts. Yeah. Um, and anyways, this video came out and it, I just like got really comfortable with this interviewer. And so I started to talk about like my binge eating and the video was like all about binge eating and they added B-roll of like a person grabbing for French fries and looking at pizza. And like, it just felt, I was so not happy with it. I just wasn't ready. It wasn't like it wasn't true. I just wasn't ready, yeah. but it, so I did not promote it. I didn't share it. Um, but like I said, this magazine was very legit. So lots of people, thousands of people watch this video And then I started to receive messages from these people like, oh my gosh, I just saw your video. I saw your video. This is me. I feel the same way. And I started to realize that like I was not alone in this either. And that's kind of what made me feel comfortable sharing more. And now, of course, like I have that video on my web, like whatever. I don't mind it at all. (laughs) But it's just interesting how that is kind of how I found my voice when it came to disordered eating specifically was kind of this experience that I wasn't ready for at the time. But then once the curtain was pulled and I saw the thousands of people that said, me too, that's how I feel. Then I was like, okay, well now I feel comfortable talking about it. So I don't know. It's just, it's interesting how that happened. Wow. Did coming out there and sharing it help you heal as well? It definitely does because you kind of let go of this feeling that you're, so this is a really deep philosophy that I believe. And I've seen from like some of my mentors and gurus who I read their books. And I believe this one is from Janine Roth, one of my favorite authors on um, binge eating. And she said, when you don't want to tell someone something about yourself, it's because you feel like you are unworthy of love if they were to know. Yeah. (laughs) When I think about my binge eating, it really was a, I'm not worthy of love, of acceptance, of being pretty, of being a good human, of being perfect. Like, right. We all want to be perfect. Perfect. 
if people know how I am with food. And this kind of got rid of that fear for me. I realized people did still love me. And I know that sounds crazy. Obviously, people are going to love me, but (laughs) you just worry you're not going to be seen the same. And so, you know, I definitely, it definitely helped heal me in the sense that it removed a lot of guilt and shame from this big secret. Wow. And because we're always evolving, I'm curious. As someone who as well has been vulnerable, but then of course something new comes up because again, we're human and we're always evolving and it's scary to share it. You you don't have to share anything today, but does that still happen to you where it's like something new comes up and it's hard to share? Um, I'm pretty open. Like there's nothing I really don't share. I earlier today, someone said, what is one thing people wouldn't know about you? And I literally for 10 minutes was like, uh, I I don't know. I was like, I think if you do a deep dive on all my social platforms, you will learn everything really fast. Um, Of course, there are things that happen in my life that are difficult or traumatic for me, but they involve the lives of others or the problems of others. And that's not something that is my story to tell Mm -hmm. nor my thing to reveal. Like I, Victoria Garrick can explain my problems, but someone else may not be comfortable with that. So of course there's things that I don't share that have to do with others, but then there is also, um, you know, I most of the time feel more confident talking about something once I'm over the hump. So I don't have to be a thousand percent healed and past an issue, but I do like to feel like I've done some discovery and some of that inner work myself. So for example, Something recently that I struggled with a lot was those feelings of loneliness. You know, I felt like I didn't have a lot of friends. I felt like I lived in LA and I worked for myself and I just wasn't very social. And I was super insecure about that. A lot of my best friends live in San Francisco. Um, My two best friends in the world live there together. So, you know, you just feel like you're not a part of it. And I don't have that girl group here. So I was super insecure about that. Um, And it was definitely not something I was posting about, even though I knew people related and I wanted to share it. But then I, one night, like, so I had been mulling over these thoughts for a while. I worked on them in therapy. Like I had spent time there and then I ended up writing an Instagram caption about it. And of course, a lot of people resonated with those feelings of, you know, not having the friend group and feeling lonely. And then, you know, then I keep going with it. So I guess like when things come up now in my life, I just like to do some work personally and then I will share. Like I don't have to be a hundred percent fixed from whatever it is. And that also doesn't exist, but I do like to be a little bit over the hump and like on my way down the hill. I 100% feel you there. And that makes a lot of sense. And also being open and sharing your feelings on loneliness, especially since your two best friends are in San Francisco. And yeah, that's, that is really hard, but it's interesting when, we feel something and we feel like we're alone in it, how many others are also experiencing it. Yeah, a thousand percent. All right, short interruption because Green Chef has a new offer cooking for you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, I need to calm with the dad jokes. Anyway, they really do though. They have an offer of $90 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first order. So... What is Green Chef, you may ask? Well, let me tell ya. Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company that makes eating well, easy, and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Meal plans include recipes for paleo, keto, and plant-powered diets. That's what I ordered. I've ordered the plant-powered option and... Let me just say, if you're a plant foodie, you will not be disappointed at all. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, I'll get to that later. So the recipes, they're quick and easy with step-by-step instructions and chef tips and photos to guide you along the way, which, by the way, made it so easy to follow it along. Also, it gives you an opportunity to discover new recipes, but also new recipes every single week which is one of the highlights, I think, because I like to vary it up, you know? And everything is hand-picked and delivered right to your door, contact-free, 
And yes, they have their ways of keeping it fresh. It felt like I was taking items from a fridge when I opened the box, which was nice because it was sitting out for a little while because I wasn't home yet when it arrived. So it was nice that they were still fresh ingredients. That's just something I wanted to point out for anybody that is ever concerned with having their food delivered to their door. And also the ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepped. I'm looking at you, fellow lazy cooks. I'm looking at you. I was a really thoughtful daughter and gave my parents the leftovers. And they enjoyed it, even the leftovers. Their favorite, their absolute favorite. They were obsessed with the pesto flatbread. So if that ever comes back on the menu, keep that in mind. I myself really like the Jamaican pineapple rice. And the pesto flatbread, honestly, it was all so delicious. And their couscous dish, couscous, so good. Anyway, oh, this is one of the biggest things in my humble opinion. Uh, Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of its direct carbon emissions and plastic packaging in every box. Something to keep in mind. All right, so make sure you go to greenchef.com magic90 and use code magic90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Again, that's greenchef.com magic90. So M-A-G-I-C and then the numbers N and zero 90 to get $90 off, including free shipping at checkout. Of course, as always, link is in the show notes. Bon appetit. So you said you do the inner work. Everybody's is obviously so different. And also every time we do it, it doesn't mean someone's going to go and do this very intensive, you know, retreat or shadow work or whatever. It could just be over time you end up shifting your thoughts in some way. Or like you said, therapy, which I think is great. What are some ways that help you heal? Um, I love podcasts and I love great books. So I'm big on absorbing that information and really trying to learn. It is ridiculous how much information you can get from a $15 book or a free podcast. (laughs) I was thinking about this in the shower yesterday. I was like, people like, let's think of, uh, I'm trying to think of, okay, like Carol Dweck, for example, wrote a book called Mindset. She's not like a household name, but she's a Stanford professor. She's got her PhD. Like, It's an extremely brilliant, educated woman who put all of her best teachings into a book that you can buy on Amazon and have delivered to you in five days. And so I was just thinking about that concept is so crazy that this knowledge exists like for mostly affordable prices um, in these books that you can read and then learn the most valuable takeaways from these people that spend their lives learning something. So I've learned so much from books and um, there's an account I really love on social media called The Holistic Psychologist. Um, Her name is Dr. Nicola Perra and her work is just like life-changing and I feel like I've learned so much about myself from the inner work she talks about and um, she's just a great person to follow and look into if anyone's interested in taking that personal deep dive. Go to her. What's her name again? Holistic. The Holistic Psychologist. It's v.holistic.psychologist and her name's Dr. Nicole LaPera. Fun fact, I actually had her on RealPod. So if you guys want to listen to that first before you buy a book, that's really fine. I love it. I'll link yeah. that episode. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, and her book's actually coming soon. So I misspoke. It's not out yet, but I'm super excited. I love that stuff. You just got to find like one or two or three people who you really value their philosophy and the things they say and then just try to absorb and then challenge yourself. Exactly. And there's someone different for everyone because we all have these different lenses of perception. And clearly there's something that from her that you relate with that she just there's a way she articulates that just feeds your soul and I think that that's so important when you connect with those people I mean indeed listen to their work because they might have some golden nuggets for you and also just people that you don't think you'd vibe with I've noticed that for myself I've been listening to like random things I never thought I'd listen to and I'm just realizing how connected we all are And even if it seems as though we're not relatable in any way, shape, or form, we are. It's wild. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent. You've destigmatized therapy. 
when it comes to just working on yourself. You you grew up a perfectionist, right? I didn't grow up a perfectionist, but I grew up with a need to achieve. Okay. So it wasn't necessarily perfection, but more so like gather all the accomplishments and be successful in everything you do which is equally pressurable. Exactly. And also you value independence, which is amazing as well. But a lot of people, including myself, I grew up thinking therapy is not for me because I can handle it on my own. But then you've said recently, or yeah, I think it was recent, you said something about how a lot of people feel this way, but it's amazing what therapy can do. So I'm just curious what therapy has done for you. (sighs) Therapy has just forced me to understand you know, how I've came to be. I think a lot of times we just are like, cool, I'm 17, I'm 18. This is where I'm at now. Let me just forget everything else that's ever happened in my life. And therapy was the first time I ever looked back at the pieces and was like, you know, like, for example, one of the biggest things I wanted was to be the starting libero at USC. And that caused me a lot of anxiety. Like, am I going to become the starting libero? And you know, my therapist, we end up working on, okay, well, why do you have to be the starter? Why do you have to be the best? Um, And then I was like, just because I have to. And she was like, well, who said that? And then, you know, you work back to to realize like, oh my God, my whole life, I've been trying to be the best and achieve everything. And, And then she's like, well, what happens if you don't achieve it? And I'm like, I don't know. I think the world will keep spinning. And she's like, I think it will too. And like, so you just start to realize that, you know how you how you came to be and how you were conditioned and that stuff is super powerful. So good. Yep. It's all about perspective. It really is. Sometimes when my mind goes into a weird thought loop, I'm like, wait, nope. Shift that perspective. Is this really true? Is this really true? Right. So good. Okay. I'm very curious. Do you still ever have bad body image days? I definitely have thoughts and moments that where those toxic thoughts happen and I and I have them. Yeah. But to be honest, I'm very good at handling and navigating them now. So for example, um I know my family's having pizza for dinner tonight. Like we're all excited to have this pizza actually. So it's Lumonati's from Chicago and you can like get it shipped in. So oh, I heard about that. My mom like yeah it's super good. My mom ordered a few of those pizzas and so she's like great Friday night we're all gonna have pizza. And then like right before I hopped on this podcast, I was uh, post-meeting lunch um, and I, I, so I forgot about dinner. I'm just looking at lunch and I'm like, oh my God, a burrito sounds amazing. So I'm checking out to get the burrito and then I have this positive weight, but you're eating pizza for dinner. I was like, is this, is this too much food? Is this there? That thought comes in of, is this too much carbs? Is this, is this blah, blah, blah. And then I just noticed that thought, huh? Okay. That's an interesting thought. makes total sense why I have that thought years and years and years of problems with food. And then I remind myself, Victoria, you're hungry. You're in the mood for a burrito. We're going to listen to our body and we're going to have the burrito. We will take a step-by-step, minute-by-minute. And if I get to dinner tonight and I'm not in the mood for pizza, then I can save a piece in the fridge and eat it tomorrow. Or if I'm in the mood for pizza, great, I'll eat a pizza. But so that's just an example of like, of course, those thoughts come. It's not often and they don't always win. But, you know, you just got to handle them with kindness and compassion and understand they're coming from that old place who who used to fear food and just reminding myself, hey, I don't fear that anymore. And I can order this burrito and have pizza for dinner. Yes. And the fact that you can even step out and be aware of your thoughts in that moment and step out and you see what you're talk is within your mind, what you're saying to yourself and be like, you know what? No, you know where you're at now, being able to see the progression in that because it doesn't, people sometimes think it ends up becoming second nature, but if it's so rooted in you, it takes a long time for maybe potentially that to just not even be a question in your mind. So the fact that you can, you know, be aware of the fact that you had that thought, but you're like, no, you know what? This is what I'm choosing now. That's huge. That's huge and more than okay, which people don't often realize. Yes. And also there's no life where I'm never having a bad thought about my body or food. Like there's no scenario where that never happens again. And that's very important for people recovering from eating disorders or any issues to understand. That doesn't mean you're not a winner. That doesn't mean you didn't recover. That doesn't mean you're not doing something right. It just means you're human Mm -hmm. and something has affected you in your life and you might have a thought come up. You might give in to a thought once or twice, but like that's a part of being human, whether, and if it's not eating, if it's depression or anxiety, like if you 
I went through depression and I went on meds and I had to do all this work and then I got out of it and I'm much happier now, but I still have sad days. I still have sad weeks. That's not failure. That's just the reality of mental health, you know? Yeah. And I love that you even posted, I think it was a TikTok of you in your bed. You posted like, you know, I'm not feeling great right now. I'm feeling sad. And you were keeping it real and you were sharing what you're really feeling. And I thought that that was great for people to see because, of course, they also see that you are a very positive person. So it's nice to see the juxtaposition (laughs) that we all experience. Definitely. I know some of my friends use Kara and also some other people that I follow on the social medias have talked about Kara. And now Kara is sponsoring Your Own Magic. And Kerev, which for the sake of the auditory listener is spelled out as care slash of, which you can see in the show notes. And Kerev is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long term. All of Kerev's products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. And Kerev is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind each one of their products. And the vitamin packs are made with plant-based compostable film, which is awesome. I love hearing that. And your recommendations come in daily, individually wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine. And Kerev shares that it takes about 30 days for your body body to adapt to new nutrients. So now is a great time to update your vitamin and wellness routines to help support your immune system through these winter months. Care-of also has this in-depth five-minute online quiz that asks you a variety of questions about your diet and lifestyle and if you have any health concerns to help address your specific wellness goals and customize your vitamin selection. That's what I did. It was really short and simple. And I simply just like how it personalized what I may benefit from. And it wasn't overbearing with a ton of vitamins. They kept it pretty simple. So it recommended that I try Rodiliola, Rodiola, Rodiola, yes, Rodiola. Oh dear. Because I'm not going to lie, sometimes I have a little bit of an afternoon slump. For whatever reason, the energy just tends to dip at that time from time to time. So rhodiola helps with low energy in the afternoon. I'll also be receiving a vegan vitamin D, which is very nice. And I added some others as well, like their B-complex vitamins and maca powder. And they have a clean plant protein powder if you are into that. They give you these expert recommendations, but then you can adjust your pack and you can also adjust your pack at any time. So whatever you receive is totally up to you. So if you're interested in care of, well, they have an offer for the Yomis. So for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code yourownmagic50 at checkout. Again, that's takecareof.com and enter code yourownmagic50 at checkout. So five zero. Your own magic with the number five zero, one word, no spaces or dashes. And as always, it's in the show notes, of course. And on with the show. And this is a huge part of self-love, by the way, is like honoring your feelings. And I know that self-love is like a super hot and trendy topic. In some cases, it almost seems as if it's been over-glorified, but it's one of those things that's like, there's no such thing as over-glorifying self-love, especially when it comes to just a real grounded approach, which I believe is the route you've taken it versus anything that is hokey or just doesn't really resonate with a lot of people. And so I appreciate your grounded approach. So I'm just curious from your words or for the listeners to hear, what is real self-love to you? I think there's a misconception of what self-love is. I think people think self-love is waking up and saying, I love myself. (laughs) I love my body. I love what kind of daughter I am. I love how I show up for my friends. I love everything about who I am and I'm going to feel this way every single second for the rest of my life. Like that is how people portray self-love. And 
that is unattainable and is not realistic. Self-love is actually, to me, it's the burrito moment I had this morning. Self-love is the moment where you say, okay, I've been through some hard shit. I've had these thoughts happen before, but I can handle this. Okay, let me walk, let me walk through this. Let me decide what's best for me. Let me fight in this moment to reroute to the choice that is best for my life and for me. Like self-love <laughs> is what happens in those very difficult moments where you need to fight for yourself. Um, so that's my personal opinion on what self-love truly is. Yes. Amen. Exactly. And the burrito (laughs) moment, it was the burrito moment that brought that up in my mind. I'm like, that's such a moment of, that's a real moment of self-love, like choosing that for yourself and being okay that you might have pizza tonight. That's been my food journey too. I mean, like I just had this smoothie and then I was still super hungry right before this interview and I needed, I just felt like I needed something. So I had two bowls of cereal, (laughs) but it was something I genuinely feel like I needed, you know, it feels good to make those decisions and it's intuitive, very intuitive. And I know that you are a big advocate for intuitive eating. Now you even just posted something Mm -hmm. on that, which I thought was amazing. A lot of people are aware of what intuitive eating is, but one thing that I do see, and one thing that I struggled with too before I really practiced it was being able to really listen because of being so distorted and also distanced from what your body really wants after so many years of purposely distancing yourself. And then so it's like a redeveloping relationship with food and then intuitively eating and being okay with it. So I'm curious like what that looks like for you? And was it an easy switch for you when you decided to intuitively eat? Or did it take time? Everything takes time, especially when you're going from something you've known your whole life and believed your whole life, which is that diet culture mentality, to switching to something (laughs) much more natural and much more oriented around self-care. And you know, intuitive eating is just like a self-care approach to food that incorporates rational thought, emotion, and satisfaction, and really asking yourself, what does my body want right now and what's going to make me feel the best? And ignoring and deciding no longer to listen to the voice that says, you can only eat this, you can't eat that, you got to stop eating at this time, start eating at this time. And really just going back to your natural instincts of, am I hungry? What sounds good right now? Am I full? Mm. And so that is you know, the big shift I made. And I love intuitive eating. It's really saved my relationship with food. I've been doing it for like, I think three, four years now. I mean, it's just how I eat. And the joke is honestly that if diet culture didn't exist, intuitive eating would just be called eating because it's such a natural approach to food. (laughs) And I think everyone should, should give it a try or look into it. And um, especially with the holidays coming up, there's so much stress around food and what to eat and what we can eat and on all the guilt. And, you know, I just did a podcast episode with an intuitive eating coach about how to intuitively eat on Thanksgiving and and navigate these times. And it's just something that everyone struggles with. So once again, it's important to like put that work in. And I read an, I read books on intuitive eating, the podcast, and really just tried to implement that practice into my life. And it's obviously easier said than done, but I think you are worth it. Um, And so if you feel like you're constantly struggling with body image and food and how you look to really consider making a change that's going to make you happier. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is, there's so much compassion there as well. And empowerment when it comes to the fact that you realize you now have the control with your food. I felt as though when I was in the midst of my eating disorders, the variety of them, I felt out of control. And by because I felt out of control in life, I was trying to control my food, though I felt out of control with the food, if that makes any sense whatsoever. But there's some power when you begin to intuitively listen and then you feel like you're in control. Definitely. That's the thing is people think if you're going to intuitively eat, you're not going to be in control, but actually you're way more in control. You are the one making decisions because when you're on a diet, you're not making decisions. The diet's making decisions. The diet's saying, (laughs) you can't trust yourself. So we're going to plan out every meal. We're going to count every calorie, count every macro, and you're going to listen. And you're really not in control when you're on a diet. The diet's in control. When you intuitively eat, you're saying, screw the diet, screw the rules. I'm in control and I'm going to trust myself. Amen. I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that 
Love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com magic for 10% off your first order. Okay, so I know that some people in the diet culture are just fitness world, and I don't want to like point out that entire group because that's obviously not true. It's just, it's actually a very select few, but they could be a loud few, are very uh, anti, it seems as though they're anti body positivity as far as health and everything. And then there's also people in the body positive movement, I've noticed, that feel as though someone needs to be a certain size in order to be body positive. Do you know what I'm talking about exactly or referring to? I mean, I think you're just referring to people who shame others for their body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Exactly. Um, so how have you yeah, dealt with that? Well, I just think, you know, you can't look at someone and assume their health. I don't think it's your business. I don't think it's possible, um, you know, and I don't think anyone should be shamed or oppressed or excluded or treated differently because of their size. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing incredible people really champion that movement. You have um, so many incredible Instagram accounts. One of my favorites to learn from is called your fat friend. The username is Y-R-F-A-T friend. Um, and it's just super educational. And it talks all about, honestly, the oppression that people in larger bodies experience and have experienced mm -hmm. for many years. And it's eye-opening. Obviously, I talk about body image from my experience, but I have thin privilege. That doesn't take mm -hmm. away from the fact that I've had an eating disorder and I've struggled with body image. It doesn't take away from that but it acknowledges that I've not experienced the same oppression from society and the same treatment that someone else does just because they're bigger than me. So it's really important to be involved in that conversation by listening to those women and those men and those non-binary who've had those experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love all this. And okay, we have to talk about your organization, obviously, because it's absolutely amazing the hidden opponent which that name is so clever did you come up with that name that is so funny that you say that because the only person that's ever well, that's that's kind of a lie but the the <laughs> person I remember the most that ever said that to me was Kobe Bryant he was like the hidden opponent that's a great name and he said I'm a name guy and I've never forgotten that and that's one of my favorite memories of him chills are you kidding me that's beautiful <laughs> the name actually came from like I was figuring out what to name the talk and I and I I think I said like the invisible opponent. I was just uh brainstorming and my boyfriend was the one who said hidden and I was like the hidden opponent. Aww. I was like I like that. And so it was the name of the TED talk and then um that I just thought would be the most appropriate name for the nonprofit which um really was inspired by all the athletes I met from 
public speaking and you know that talk is called the hidden opponent are you kidding me that is so that is so cool the fact that Kobe Bryant jumped on board one of the most legendary athletes in the world because he also experienced the pressure that a lot of athletes experience and the stigmas and everything else the fact that he jumped on board is eye-opening to know that almost every athlete male or female deal with this it's special for sure. And recently, Geese Are Never Swans yeah. was released, which is a book that Kobe helped create. And it's such an amazing read about athlete mental health. Um, it's so powerful. I mean, you talk about those moments where you just like something makes you feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. Reading that book was like, I don't know, reliving my experience as a college athlete. It was an incredible read. Wow. Oh my gosh. And he mentioned the hidden opponent, right? Yeah. The hidden <laughs> fact, side note, um, the hidden opponent is listed as a resource in the book and we're so grateful for that. And, you know, we hope that any student athletes who are struggling with mental health come join our community. And, um, you know, the nonprofit is founded to raise awareness for student athlete mental health and also empower them to share their stories. So it's it's been really special. I love that. And yeah, I'm, I appreciate you raising awareness for that, even though I wasn't a student athlete. I recognize the fact that they were definitely dealing with a lot, even though I was in my own inner world. But yeah, and everyone is dealing with their own issues, right? You don't have yeah. to be an athlete, but there are issue specific things. And that's why I like to gear the movement towards those student athletes so they can feel seen. No, that's so good. That's such a, that's a very important niche because a lot of people just don't see that. Everybody's like, okay, they're very fit and they are athletes and they're living their dreams. So there's nothing wrong. They've got this perfect world. And it's like, oh my gosh, if you only knew the pressure, the immense pressure that they go through. And therefore it just like leads to a depletion in mental health in many ways. Definitely. Do you have any other messages that you'd like to share? I would just say whoever's listening to this and feels like they're going through something and they need to fix it and then to get the answers and they need to get better, just to remind them to take a deep breath and just to be aware that you want to make a change is one of the most important parts. Mm, yes. <laughs> Are you ready for some rapid fire? Definitely. Or I guess random fire. I, I, I feel like with you and most people – I call it random fire now because it's like, let's be honest, it's not really that rapid. (laughs) People like to elaborate. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So are you an early bird or a night owl? A night owl. Really? So what time do you usually go to bed? I could stay up super late. I just get all my energy at night. I could stay up all night long watching TV, talking with my friends. And then I could also sleep in until like 10 or 11. So I don't know, just naturally I'm like that. My dad's like that. So I think I got it from him. I love that. What is your morning routine if you have one? My morning routine? I don't really have one. I, it's so funny. I am most areas of my life am intuitive. So I'll wake up and just decide like what I need that morning. But, you know, my morning consists of waking up, um, <laughs> brushing my teeth, washing my face, um, getting dressed. Honestly, just boring stuff. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people I talk to have their morning routines, but I'm definitely more of a flowy person. Definitely. And it's like I wish I could say I wake up at five, I meditate, <laughs> I set my intention for the day, and I drink a glass of water with a lemon. That's just so not me. You know what? Maybe it should be me, but who knows? No. No, it doesn't have. I mean, you might have a phase of that. I definitely – I had a season of that. I had a few years of that, but it, it just didn't feel right eventually because I came back to my other flow. Everybody goes through seasons, you know? Definitely. Okay. Do you know your zodiac signs? Maybe your sun, moon, or rising or anything? I know that I'm a Taurus. I was born April 30th. Yes. I don't know much more than that. I don't like (laughs) – I don't know. That stuff is not – I'm not – I don't want to say anything bad about it because I know some people like live and die by it. But let's just say I've like never really looked into it. Yeah. That's a fair statement. That's definitely a fair statement. And I figured as much. One thing I just want to recommend someday, if you ever feel the need, check out your complete birth chart, just the complete one because your sun sign is probably not going to fully resonate. Okay. I will do that then. If if you ever, yeah, if you ever feel the pain, if you don't, that's fine. How about your like Myers Briggs or Enneagram? Have you ever dived into that? I actually did do the Enneagram, but I think I like didn't like my result, and so I was like, screw <laughs> this, and I didn't even get to it. <laughs> Fair, you're like, just don't type me. Yeah, I I don't I don't even remember. I think I got something that was like I don't know. I read a few things about it, and I was like, this is not me at all. Um, <laughs> 
I don't know. I just it's not your thing. It's not your thing. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I should honestly look up what I did get because people do ask me all the time, and I should be able to just remember it. But I can't. You know what? No, don't don't take a test or anything. Literally, just look at the nine types, and you'll know which one's you. You know you, and you'll know which one's you. Right, and that's what I did. So you take the test, like I can't wait to get this number, and then you don't get it, and you're like, wait, no. what? You know how often the test is wrong? And I've had an Enneagram girl on here before, and she advised to not take a test. Like, you do just know, you know, just read it out. Really? You know? Yeah. And I've also watched some YouTubes on it, and people advise, like, you know, the test can be wrong. So, yeah, yeah, that's interesting yeah. to hear. <laughs> There's that. There's that. Yeah, because obviously, when we take tests as well, we're, we might be in a different headspace the moment we take the test. We might feel one way that we do another, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Where's your favorite place on Mama Earth? My favorite place is, hmm, that's a tough one. Um, I would probably just say anywhere with my family. Yeah. I love, yeah, anywhere with my family. Are they all in LA? Yes, my parents live in LA and my brother lives in Santa Monica with his girlfriend. So we're all together right now. Oh, so great. That's so great. Especially during these wild times. It's so nice to be close to people. And I, my heart feels for anyone who's not able to do that right now. Um, you know, it's so tough with everything going yeah. on. And I know that you love volleyball. You're a volleyball player. But what other sports are you into, if any? Uh, I love watching golf. My brother's a pro golfer, and I love watching and supporting him. And um, I love soccer. I think the U.S. women's national team are a team of badasses. Uh-huh. Love watching them play. <laughs> love watching basketball. Um Tennis, I love tennis. Um, so cool to see Coco and all the new rising stars. Yeah. So I love all the sports. So cool. And then are you reading any books? Yeah, I am currently finishing up A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. That's actually <gasps> Yay! Oh, did you read it? That was the book that started this whole entire spiritual journey for me. <gasps> Dude, we should have been talking about ego this whole time. That's all the holistic stuff I had. Just, when I was like talking uh, vaguely about the inner journey, I was just talking about all about the freaking ego voice in my head that I've been detaching from. Yes. Yes, such an incredible book. And learning all about that stuff has changed me. Okay, I'm excited to see what ends up, what, what ends up coming from this. Yeah, it's an incredible book. And if anyone's interested, they should definitely read it. Yeah, it's one of it's one of the books I always recommend. It's if not the book, that book and then Power of Now. Okay, so this is one of my last favorite questions. Not the last, but one of them. You walk into a time traveling portal to see your 16-year-old self. What would you whisper in her ear to prepare her for her journey ahead? Mm-hmm. I'm like, should I cry or should I? I don't know. I'm thinking about my 16-year-old self. <laughs> It's tough because I don't want to change anything. Like, I think everything happened and something came from it. So I wouldn't want her to, like, do anything differently. Um, So I think I would just, you know, maybe whisper in her ear, like, you are, you're going, I don't know. This is weird. I don't know what to say. I think I'm just imagining this this moment of whispering (laughs) to myself. I think I would just say, like, it's all going to work out fine and I hope you enjoy the ride something cheesy like that but I wouldn't want to say anything that would make her do anything differently it might sound cheesy but I have chills right now I'm thinking of like 16 year old you exactly like I don't know I feel like I need to spend hours thinking about what I would say (laughs) plus like she really does have quite the journey ahead which is exciting this last question that I ask all your magic guests how would you advise the Euro Magic listeners to create their own magic? I would say that your own magic is inside of you. You can't get it from anyone else. You can't get it from the validation of others. You can't get it from likes on Instagram. You can't get it from a guy or girl you like. <laughs> you have the magic. And I think that's the most important thing to know when, quote unquote, searching for what you need to complete you because actually inside of you amen 100 percent. someone has definitely also been reading Eckhart <laughs> yeah but then again that came from inside of you where can everyone find you and connect with you everyone can stay connected with me on Instagram my username is just Victoria Garrick and then my podcast is called real pod it comes out every Wednesday and um I'd say those two places if you go to the Instagram you'll find everything at my link tree but yes 
Insta and the pod. TikTok as well. Yeah. No, I yeah, I, I guess I would say TikTok, but like I guess I figure if you go to my Instagram, you'll Fun find the that. TikTok. But That's true. my TikTok is Victoria Garrick Four, and yes, it is so funny now that I'm like such a TikToker. But <laughs> That's how I, I love you it. that you just popped up on my for I, you page, and I was like, I love really? her. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't choose the TikTok life. The TikTok life chose me. It absolutely did. It absolutely did. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me, Raquel. This has been so fun to chat with you. And it's such a small world that, you know, we both went to USC. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Victoria. This has been amazing. And you are full of gold. And I know that this is going to help so many people. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the Euromagic.life membership site. The Pyrite is monthly and the gold membership is just a one-time payment. But don't forget that experience called home. You can visit that at Euromagic.life forward slash home. And that will be with Brie Melanson and I, my fellow alien channeling palladian boss babe (laughs) all right well thank you so so much and have a magical rest of your day